Hello, everyone, and welcome to the She's Gone Free podcast. I have a very special guest today with me, Katie Wood. Thanks for being here today, Katie. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited and honored. We're going to have a lot of fun today. Katie and I met in um, a Boston business networking group. And when I heard about her journal that we're going to be talking about today for kids, I knew I had to have her on this podcast. So Katie is a busy mom of four young children. She's a business owner and she's a former teacher, just like me. She recently published a children's mindfulness journal titled A Simple Seed, which encompasses powerful life lessons, positive self-talk, gratitude, and mindfulness activities for kids. So this is right up my alley. You guys know this is something I'm constantly talking about in my coaching programs and on this podcast. Um, And so, yeah, thanks for being here today, Katie. Thank you for the opportunity. Hi, I'm Heidi Hope. Welcome to the She's Gone Free podcast, a show where I share my story as a creative entrepreneur and mother, my journey to a full heart, my often messy ADHD brain, and the stories, hearts, and minds of other incredible women who have healed, found joy, and stepped into their greatness to live a life on fire with purpose. You have found this podcast because you are ready to walk this path too, and I'm so glad that you're here. Promise me you'll never again settle for anything less than fire, that which lights you up and burns away everything that is no longer meant for you. Fire transforms, and it sets you free. So first, I'm going to be talking to Katie um, a little bit about all things motherhood, mindfulness, creativity, and publishing. And then we're going to take a few questions from my private coaching membership community, because they're a really incredible, inspiring group of women who practice mindful living every day. And they are giving birth to their own creative projects, just like Katie gave birth to this journal, right? So. When the pandemic first started, I talked a lot um, within my groups about how um, renaissance often follows plague Mm -hmm. and how these periods of artistic breakthroughs, creativity, ideas are often given birth out of the incubator of something like a pandemic. Mm-hmm. If you look back, there was the actual Renaissance, which followed the plague, right? And then um, if you look back to like the Spanish flu, the 1920s was a period in art history that was like the birth of jazz and art deco in architecture and design and, um, and modern art. So, and those things really shifted the culture of cre- mm-hmm. what was being created massively, like massive transformation. So I see that happening now. Katie gave birth to her own creative project during the pandemic, right? So Katie, take us back to the beginning of the pandemic. You're home with four young kids. Like, what is life like for you? Yeah, it's so funny what you just said. I I did an entry in this journal about the lotus in the mud. Like there's no lotus, which is one of the most beautiful flawless flowers unless it goes through the mud. So that's so, so perfect. So when the pandemic hit, it was obviously a wild time for all of us. I found myself home with homeschooling three kids. So three kids were in school that I had to homeschool and I had a newborn, like a little bitty baby. And my husband was a new paramedic and fireman. He just changed careers. He had just graduated fire academy. And like, this is what he entered. So like my anxiety and stress level was like through the roof for obvious reasons. And we were under a major renovation in our house that we had started before. So it was halfway through. So it was just chaos everywhere. But I'll tell you what I found to be my sanity 
was a morning routine. So I would get up when it was dark before the kids, it was the calm before the storm. And I really learned how to center myself. Um, and I would light a candle. I'd read something positive. I would always practice gratitude and meditate. I would just be very in tune with my heart, my mind and me and my emotions. And it was, I felt like it was the only time I could actually pay attention to it and hear it and feel it because there was just so much chaos that followed. And that became my secret weapon. So the days I did it versus the days I didn't was a huge difference. And what I realized, and I'm sure all you moms can agree, we set the tone, like we set the tone, it, which is just another beautiful role of being a mom, right? I'm definitely coming back as a dad in my next life. <laughs> that is the truth. Like we set the tone and the days I did not do it. I noticed that energy just completely like bleed onto my kids and they'd be in a bad mood and cranky. And it, we just, it was unbelievable that the chaos just transferred to them. And the days I did, I felt so different and they felt different. And that's when I realized how much power is in this. And it wasn't until my big aha moment was when my second born came down at like 5.30 AM. And they know like this is mom time, but something made her come down. She sat right next to me and she whispered in my ear, can you teach me how to have great mornings too? Uh, and, and something went through me. Like, you know, the, the, the goosebumps, the chill down the spy, God wink, whatever you want to call it. It was very real. And, and I could not ignore it. And we all know that feeling. And most of us ignore it. There was no ignoring that because it became now, how could I not teach this when I know it's so good for me. And as a, you know, as a parent, all we want to do is give our kids the best we can. How am I not teaching them this gift? Like what yes. a gift you will be an advantage in life if you know how to do this. Yes. And so I grabbed a piece of paper. It was an old permission slip that no longer the kids were going on a field trip. <laughs> so I started writing on the back and creating a little life lesson, gratitude, um, a powerful, I am statement, uh, I did a little challenge for the day and then a joke to make them laugh. And they just started eating it up. And as a former teacher, I always wondered why mindset was not taught in schools. Yes. You could teach one plus one is two all day, but if you're not mentally in the right place, it's in one ear out the other. Yep. And we all know life is so mental. Sports are mental. Everything is mental. And so you, in my eyes, I don't understand how you start the day without really getting your brain in the right place. Yep. And I started to share what I was doing on social media and my inbox just exploded. Like where I, I need to do this while I'm at home. Where do I get them? And that's when I knew I got to make something out of this. And trust me, I didn't want to, I will be very <laughs> honest. I Googled that search bar, like nothing I've Googled before looking for the morning journal to center my kids. And I came up short. There's nothing wow. else that encompassed it all. And that's when I got to work. This is so amazing. So I do so much mindset work with women and, and, and we all talk about all the time, how we just didn't grow up with these tools. Nope. You know, you're right. It isn't taught in school. If, and, and even, I guess maybe a little bit, it could be woven into the arts a bit. And I tried to do that as an, I was an art teacher. Yep. So I tried to bring that stuff into creativity and creative practices, 
But yeah, it's, it is so much their mindset and their having that growth mindset, right? right? And then also learning how to regulate, learning how to handle stressful situations, right? And, yep. and remain calm in chaos because that's what it was. The pandemic was okay. chaos and we were all yep. thrown out of our normal routine. And okay. it's like, how do I find my center when the rest of the world around me is so insane, yep. right? Yeah. So that's amazing. So it really didn't start as like, I need, I want to do a kid's mindfulness journey. No. It really started as no. your own practice with your children. Totally. And, and I'll tell you my biggest quote that hit me. And I also would, would say, pay attention. You know, we see quotes all the time, but some hit you differently. Mm. And one that hit me differently was kids need to be taught how to think, not what to think. Yeah. And I, yes. Totally agree with that. They need to, they need to know how, yeah, how to not have a panic attack, how to like control it before it's, it controls you, you know, how to, why gratitude is so important, how to practice that. And the, you know, the habits are formed by age nine. Majority of our habits are formed by age nine, which is a mm -hmm. lot of pressure. And here's the yeah. thing. I don't think a lot of parents and I don't, to no one's fault, are super proactive on teaching mindset in this. We're kind of all just surviving. We right? don't know. We don't know how. We're like, how do we do no. this? <laughs> yeah. 100%. And I didn't either, like just yeah. as guilty until it was an awareness. And everybody does the best they can at their level of awareness. Yeah. And I think once you have that awareness of, wow, this is going to make a huge difference in my kid's life. Of course, you're going to do it. It's not out of, you know, no, it's out of the right intention. It's just we're not thinking of it. We're just surviving right now. Mm -hmm. And, and I really think once you can wrap your head around that and feed these kids, these tools, we don't know what the world's going to look like one day. And I don't care what my kids do. I care that they're good people with yeah. a figure outable mindset and know that they can handle hard things. And that's when I know I've done my job as a mom. Absolutely. That's so like, so true. I agree with you hundred percent. So you touched on something really um, huge, and it was actually one of the questions that was submitting for, submitted from my coaching group, and that is, how do we teach our kids how to think? What are some of the ways that your journal teaches them how to think for themselves? Yeah, okay, so, so the brain is crazy complicated. It is the most complicated organ in our entire body. It's processing billions of traits of information every single second, and you literally can't control it. So there's something called the reticular activating system. And what it is, is it takes the most important information and moves it to the front of your brain. So for example, if you're on the market for a red Jeep, right? And now it's in the top of your brain, we need to buy a red Jeep, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, every car on the road is a red Jeep. You're like, how did, how did, how did that happen? Right? The, the Jeeps were always there. It's just that your brain was never processing it as important because it could never process everything as important. We'd go crazy. Mm -hmm. But because you moved it to the front of your brain, it picked up on it and that's why you recognized it. So the whole intention of this journal of starting every day with a life lesson, gratitude, an I am statement, a daily challenge, a laugh, and who can I make smile? What it's doing is your brain can, it's the best time to program your brain for the day in the morning. So you're moving all that important stuff to the front of your brain. So if you're moving gratitude to the front, who can I make smile? Now you're teaching your kid how to be intentional instead of just going through the day. You know, my kids live, look at the lunch lady. That's where they're making smile today. So now they're going to school being like, I'm going to make the lunch lady smile. And we don't even know the ripple effect that that can have. 
And when the positive self-talk that no one's even aware of, like the amount of talking, the negative thoughts that go through our brain, 90% of our thoughts are negative. And we're not, we don't even recognize it. But if you move it to the front that it's positive, that's how you're teaching them how to think. Because you're, you're starting to take control of your brain where most people, the brain controls them. Yeah. And that's the key. And the key is to do it first thing in the morning because how you start your morning really is a reflection of how your day is going to go. Yes. I love this. We are, we're the same person. <laughs> First of all, I like, am so geek. I geek out on brain science. So I'm like, I'm listening to everything you're saying. Like, yes, yes, yes. Now the thing is I'm always encouraging women to do this because a lot of women will not take time for themselves in the morning. You know, we're yep. busy. We're like, I loved that You said you immediately were like, I need to have my morning routine yep. in place. But like so many people don't do that for themselves. Yep. So many people feel because they're so bogged down with the responsibilities of motherhood. You know, our kids come first and our jobs come first. It's like, and then we come last. Yeah, no. And we think that taking that little bit of time for ourselves is a waste of time. Yeah. What I love about your journal is so many women that I know that won't take time for themselves, they will do it for their kids. Yeah, so have right. this journal and to do this practice with your children every morning, it's going to get you into doing the same thing. You can do it right along with them. Share what you're grateful for, right? Share. And, and then it, and then you can feel less guilty. Yeah. Um, I don't think anyone should feel guilty taking time for themselves or self-care, it's human nature. But, but it's human nature. And uh, we always say like, if you're, if you don't feel guilty, you're not a good mom because like every, every mom feels guilty. That's because so, we care. But, Right. Of course. So I love this because I think it really gives women a way to also start their morning on the right foot, doing right. all the things they know they should be doing for themselves, filling yeah. themselves up while also connecting with their children and giving this tool to their children. Because let's be honest, our kids, they, they see what we do. Why did your children come to you and want that? Because they saw you practicing it. Right. Right. So, so bringing that practice together, you're, you're not only just giving it as a gift to them, but also as a gift to yourself, right? Which is my biggest feedback. And I'm most surprised about with this book is, yeah. is the concept that more is caught than taught, you yes. know, like once if my kids wanted to do this and do it because I do it. So instead of saying, I don't have time, I don't, you probably know this trick. And I think it's so brilliant. Just change that statement. to It's not a priority. Because yeah. you, you have time for whatever's important. Bottom line, if you, you, everybody has time to wake up five minutes earlier. Your morning yeah, yeah. routine does not have to be an hour. It could, this book is literally a five minute morning journal for kids. That's it. It only takes five minutes and it's simple to do, but unfortunately it's even simpler to not do. And that's a choice. And we are the sum of our choices. So that's something where I think it is self-full to take care of yourself first because all I want, I have three daughters. All I want is for them to grow up taking care of themselves. Yes. What you are not an effective mom. You're not the best version of yourself. If you're not taking care of yourself and then go back to that earlier statement that bleeds onto your kids. Yes. So when you take care of you, you're taking care of them. Mm -hmm. And what's so amazing about this mindset work is we begin to shift internally in how we perceive the world, right. And how we respond to the world. Yep. The, like the challenges in life don't stop. They yep. don't stop. You, and, and as mothers, as parents, what do we want most to take all the problems away from our kids? We want to fix every problem, solve every problem. Yep. We don't want them to ever experience pain. We don't want them to ever experience heartache, guilt, shame, like none of that. Right. But that's just not 
reality. That's, that's, yeah, that's a disservice to your kid to do. Right. The reality of the human experience is they are going to eventually encounter difficulty. Mm -hmm. The best thing we can do as parents is teach them resiliency and the tools to, to remain, to not have negative coping mechanisms to remain centered within themselves, right? To, to have an unshakable center. Yeah. We can give them that unshakable center, then it doesn't matter what happens out here, right? hundred percent. I could not agree more. It's the best gift awesome. you can give them. Yes. So everybody needs this. It's called a simple seed journal and they can get it. Where can they get it? So Amazon. So yep. it's up and running on Amazon. That's the best place to get it. Um, and yeah, and you know, one thing I didn't mention too, there's a parent perspective at the bottom where okay. the parents get to be involved, where the kids get to see the imperfect self of the parents. Like, when did you fail? And ask these oh. questions where parents give their life experience and kids see, you know, them for who they really are, the stuff that sometimes we don't want to show them that they need to see. Yeah, absolutely. Oh gosh, I love this. I love it so much. Um, okay, so now I want to shift gears a little bit and talk yep. to you about publishing because I know so many women who have an idea for something and it like stays on the back burner, right? Yep. Because and then, and so first of all, like, how do you even get started? So now you have all these people saying, I need this, I need this. And I actually know women who have like little uh, worksheets and things that they share, you know, printables that they share yep. online and people want more of it, right? Yep. So now I've got this great idea. I know that people want it. I know it's useful. Where do I even begin to like sit here with this finished journal in my hand? So, so all the, I mean, I'm not a writer. Like I, I'm, I'm not like, I mean, I'll be the first one to admit that. Like I didn't go to school for writing. Like this is where I believe you can do anything. If you have number one, an unwavering belief in what you're creating. Mm -hmm. And number two, if you can learn to take massive action and become very intentional with your day. So, and which starts in the morning, like that is how I became very intentional and blocked away that time. So I started by just getting the draft out. It started on the back of a scrap paper which led to Canva because Canva is all I knew. So I just started creating these entries on Canva. They were very amateur looking, but whatever. I'm just taking action, not worried about the last step. I'm just one step in front of the other. Mm -hmm. Finally, when I finished that, I had researched a place to publish it. I knew I wanted to self-publish. I Googled the crap out of this. I asked every person I knew who wrote a book before me, ask, 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 right? And yes. it finally led me to this company called Publish Your Purpose, this woman-based company in Connecticut that they guided me through the process. So they, they set me up with an editor. They set me up with a proofreader. They set me up with a formatter who brought my amateur version to this. To find an illustrator, I started Googling. I found one woman whose images felt right. I reached out to her. I said, here's my budget. Is there any way you could work with me? I'm so passionate about this. She said, yes. So it's, it's, I think the thing that where you can't stop because we're as humans, like we're great starters, we're terrible mm. finishers. Yeah. It's just, that's why new year's resolutions crumble three weeks after we have such yeah. a good intention, but everything in our brain is going to be like, this is too hard. You know, not, like 97% of people who start writing a book don't finish. Mm -hmm. And that's, and in my eyes, what you, what keeps you going back to that unwavering belief my mindset was, if I don't do this, this isn't even about me. This is about all the kids out there who yeah. could benefit from this. So mm -hmm. I have a duty to finish this. It wasn't about me wanting to see my name on a book. It yeah. never was the intention. This is my legacy for my children. This is my gift to them. 
And, you know, there's an entry, I'll tell you what really hit me and it's called no one to be rude. And it's teaching our children. There's a, t it's yes, please. Thank you. Look people in the eye. Manners are so important. Do not get me wrong, but there's a time and a place for them. Mm -hmm. and, and one of these entries is about listening to your gut. And, and mm -hmm. when it doesn't feel comfortable, when something feels off, pull your rude card. Yeah. Now there are going to be so many kids that read this and read that entry. And who knows when that little tool is going to come into play. Yeah. So if I didn't finish this book, pick your heart. It's hard to write a book, but it's harder to not write the book and know that maybe some kid doesn't have that tool and who knows what the consequence is. Yeah. And that's what kept me going. So wow. it's knowing that why no, having that unwavering faith and then doing what it takes to happen to make I happen. love that. I love that. I feel like I just, that, that particular lesson, I feel like I, I just learned that. <laughs> I just learned how to like, hundred percent be polite and please everybody when it goes against your internal guidance. Like you have that gut feeling, you have to speak up for yourself. That's the time to do it. And then you can't worry about hurting other people's feelings. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Especially our, especially daughters. And yes, I know. Your, your inner GPS does not steer you the wrong way. That feeling yeah. there for a reason. Learn to yes. pay mindfulness, learn to pay attention to that. Yeah. That's amazing. I love it. Oh, so, okay. Um, so you have the publishing idea, you do all the, you know, you get all, you kind of keep taking steps forward, right? What? Was one, there any, ever any, any, yeah, one step and one foot in front of the other, like, what's the next step? Yeah. Where, first of all, how did you balance this? Now you're, a, you're a mom at home. You have four kids. You have another job, right? Yeah. I have another at home business. Okay. So you have another business you're running. So this is, and this is like totally in left field, but I love this because so many creative women are multi-passionate so yeah. we have like the thing that pays the bills and then all these other ideas that have nothing to do with the thing that pays the bills that we're yeah. curious about that we're passionate about and we're like am i just being going like am i distracting myself am i all over the place what do i need to focus on next mm -hmm. how did you find the time to make time for this this idea when you had so many other responsibilities going on I know it, it's on, it, uh, that's like the million dollar question. Yeah. So I, you think it comes back to I'm in my mornings, I'm very intentional of when I'm going to work. Yep. Obviously life happens and stuff happens, but I've made a lot of sacrifices. I, I, I couldn't tell you what was on Netflix for the last couple of years. I'd be up late. I'd get up early. Uh, honestly, whenever there was a pocket of time, I worked on it, but here's the thing. I never felt like I was working mm -hmm. because like, you're really that's where I think entrepreneurs, if that passion is so, you know, that spark just won't let go. That passion keeps coming back into your life. You have a duty to finish it. Yeah. And when you're doing it, you get in a state of flow that you just, you want to keep going. So every minute I could do, I would dedicate to this, but I'll tell you, there was a lot of sacrifices. There were things I missed, you know, I dedicate time my husband would come home and I'd leave for a whole weekend and just get to work and be very, very, very efficient with my time. It's amazing. I, I think it's just making yeah. it happen. I think making it a priority, right? Like you said, you have to just make it a priority because it not yeah. enough time is like the biggest excuse I hear about every, about yeah. every, every dream that never starts happening is yeah. always because I do not have enough time, but like, you're never going to have enough time. No. No. <laughs> no. Time is an illusion. It it's is. an illusion. Yeah. Totally. Did so. you ever have any fears? So this is another big thing with 
with people really stepping into their purpose, into their yes. gifts, into what they're meant to share with the world, which is exactly what you're doing with this journal. When you're about to really step into that, did you have fears that bubbled up? Yes. So many, I still do. Yeah. Even, even it being done, you know, they just did a great article on entrepreneur.com. And on the same day, our town did an article. And all I could think about was how many people were rolling their eyes being like, <laughs> tell this girl to calm down. Like I could just feel it. Yeah. And, and, and I, and I do know that I'm sure there's some people who are like, who does she think she is? She's not qualified. She's not, yes. you know, this is the biggest thing. This is the totally. biggest thing. This is imposter syndrome. And we, we all do this. This is how I felt when I got into coaching and I had yeah. been teaching in my industry for like 10 years. But then when I shifted into all this mindset stuff, I was like, people are going to be like, yeah. Heidi doesn't have it all together. Who is she to, <laughs> to That's you know, so real. That's yeah. so, so, so real. And I think if you have a mantra that you can keep saying and move to the front of your head. And I'm telling you those, that fear will never go away. That's real. We all experience it. It's how can you respond to it and move forward? And for me, it was the mantra. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. It's yes. for the kids. It's for, so, you know, Karen over on the other side of town saying, I'm not qualified. If that stops me, then wow. Number one, I got to check my ego. Yep. And number two, like I got to get my priorities straight. Yes. And that's where it's for the kids, for the kids, for the kids. And you have to realize it's so unfortunate that negativity is so much louder than all the kids who every day I get a new picture of a kid doing this journal. And it's, it's understanding you got, you know, if you're going to do big things, you can't let little people get in your brain, then they win. And that's, yep. that, that's on you. Yes. What I love that you have said a few times is how you shifted your mindset. Like, this isn't about me. This huh. is about the kids that I'm serving. This is about the people, the other kids who need this in their household outside of my family. Right. Okay. And that's what I think when we, when we start feeling fear as artists, creators, publishers, writers, bloggers on social, just showing up on social media, whatever okay. it is, when we start to feel fear, it's a sure sign that we're, we're slipping too much into ourselves, into worrying about ourselves, into ego essentially, right? So we're worried about the little uh, I and yeah. protecting, protecting me and my identity and all that from anything, disappointment or ridicule right. or whatever. And we're, it, it's a sure sign that we need to shift into a greater perspective. And the greater perspective is always not about me, but about how I'm showing up, how I'm serving the world, how I'm impacting others. It yeah. isn't about Heidi and what people think of Heidi. It's really about what I'm creating and how is that going to change the world? Yeah. And, and since we all experience it, it's so universal, right? I just noticed that in your story that this, this is why the job got done. The job got done because you were able to shift out of my name on the cover of a book. And if I'm going to be a published yeah. author into how can I serve the world with my gifts? That's right. And how many seeds can we plant? And, mm -hmm. and this book, we did another thing where we partnered with one tree planted where when a book is sold, um, a tree is planted. And so that's another thing that kept me going. I'm like, these are trees that I won't even see grow in my lifetime, yes. but my grandkids one day. Well, like mm -hmm. that is so just having that bigger vision yep. where it's just, you can, yeah, that little I just like that ego, like, yep. you know, someone said ego stands for edging God out. And I yes. just loved that so much. Cause it's just, it, there's something so much bigger than all of us. And it's yes. like, when we think 
you know, it's almost fear is almost selfish. Like we, yeah. like the world isn't that they don't care that much. Right? <laughs> <laughs> they don't like people who are like, you know, gossip or talk about you or make you want to make you feel small. They honestly, they don't care that much about you. We make it so much bigger in our head True. and we can learn. Yes. To move past that and understand this is just part of the journey. I actually feel like you're not doing enough unless you hear some criticism. Mm-hmm. You're, not, you're not putting yourself out there enough and you can learn to move past that. We all okay. experience it. I love this. So I think this is really good advice. If you are stuck in something, maybe there's a project you want to start, maybe whatever. If you're, if you're stuck in a little bit of fear, one of the greatest things that you can do surrounding that idea is attach a greater purpose to it. So you've read, have you read, um, start with why by Simon Sinek? Yeah. So, so the why is so important. And, and a lot of us focus so much on the tasks and details of it, right, the how, exactly. Um, If you can bring a greater why into what you're doing, who is it impacting? How are you helping others? How are you giving? Mm -hmm. It really can shift you out of ego thinking. and And it can, gosh, doesn't it give you such a greater amount of energy to get the job done? A thousand, thousand, thousand percent. And when that book shows up in your hands for the first time, yeah. Every feeling and fear you felt suddenly disappears. Yeah. Oh. It's it's an amazing, it's like, you're not tired anymore. Yeah. I have goosebumps because I have a book that's half written and, <laughs> and well, I need girl, to you better finish now. <laughs> yeah. So I got to finish it now. <laughs> so yeah. everybody with their books half finished, get, pick it back up again and just take one step. Yeah. It's really a matter of prioritizing it with what, you know, anything else that's going on in your day. And also understanding, you know, you have these gifts and this calling for a reason that if you don't do it, it's a little bit like shame on you like that. You were given this gift. Please don't waste it. Totally. Totally. Oh, I love this so much. So again, this is um, Katie Woods. She's the author of this A Simple Seed Journal, and you can get it on Amazon. Katie, where can people find you if they want to connect with you on social media? Oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. So on Instagram, it's kwood40 and then Katie Wood on Facebook. So cool. So are you still doing this every day with your kids? Every day. So they did it every morning. Um, today, they the lesson was don't worry about failures, worry about the chances you miss when you don't even try. Isn't that fitting for today? Yes. So that, that was today's entry. Yep. They're at a point where it's a habit. They They get up, they grab it, they do it while they eat breakfast. They don't need an extra you know, five minutes in the day, they just are using their time differently. That's another gift we're showing our kids. Like you don't have to wake up five minutes earlier, just while you eat cereal, instead of like watching the back, looking at the back of the box, Yes. fill your brain. And that's what they're doing. They grab it on their own. They do it. They put it back. And then sometimes at dinner, we'll revisit the parent perspective and have a more meaningful conversation in our family. Yes. Okay. That just reminded me that. So a lot of women have really young kids, like babies and toddlers that are, and so they try to have their meditation practice and their morning routine and all that. And they're like, I just can't do it. Like my kids are too young. They're crazy. They're climbing all over me or whatever. I see, you know, we, we had a painting, a creative challenge where you had to set aside 10 minutes every day to do a creative activity. Mine was watercolors this month. So I was like, I'm going to watercolor every day for 10 minutes. Like no, no excuses. Right. Um, and, and then all, as soon as we commit to something like that, all the excuses start coming in and it's, you know, we all have them, whatever they are. Yep. 
And I just, I like, I encourage people to like do it in the mess. That's the whole point, right? None of us are ever going to live in a cave and be able to meditate. No. You don't have to like go on a sabbatical to finish your book. You don't have no. to take a, like a month off of work. You, we, we can't wait to live the life that we want to live. Never happen. Do the things we want to do until there's this grand time for us to be able to really focus on it. Right. Yeah. So it's really like, do it in the mess, do it That's with right. your little kids, meditate when your baby's climbing on you that's yeah. a, I, that you'll be a master meditator if you can yeah. do it then right yeah. and so yeah. i love that you're doing yeah. that at like the kitchen table with the kids or whatever like you don't have to wake up earlier i wish every teacher would get this book and would use some of these exercises in their classroom so if you are so, a classroom teacher yeah we well so my our elementary school just signed a deal and every kid in the fall is starting with a journal Amazing. And my daughter's class has been doing it all year. And the teacher said it has made a world of a difference. And here's the thing that she said that was the biggest key takeaway for, for feedback. She realized there were so many things going on in these kids' heads that she never, that this journal pulled out of them and that they were able to start their day with deep conversations and then let it go. And then, then be centered, ready with an open mind. And that was blocking so many kids before. Yeah, because it's like an emptying, it's creating a space to be able to think and, and, and emptying that all that out, you know, and kids are going through a lot too. Uh, kids are more stressed, depressed and anxious than ever before. Yeah, it's really they, sad. So I love this. If you're a parent, if you're a teacher, grab this journal and try to bring it into your school, into your classroom. If you're a parent and you love this idea and you would love to see this happening within your own schools, then bring it to them bring it up to teachers. Teachers are always looking for good tools like this. Yep. I really believe mindset is, is actually, I can remember my high school English teacher. This is kind of a funny story. In 10th grade, we all sit down in the class and this teacher who we heard was so nice, Mrs. Noble, she came in and she was so mean. She <sighs> was screaming at all of us. She was like, sit in your seat. I heard you, you know, so we're all like, oh my God, I thought, I thought Miss Noble was so nice. <laughs> I hope she listens to this episode. Um, and then she, and then at the end of class, she got all nice and she was like, now, wasn't that a terrible first day? <laughs> and we were all like, yeah. And she's like, in my classroom, attitude is everything. And she had a big sign above her board that was like, attitude is everything. And she's like, just, just see how I set the tone for the whole, you know, and, and so we were all like, oh, so relieved. And she was an amazing teacher. And we had such a, an incredible, that was my favorite English class ever. Just like an incredible class culture. And I just think of that now with like, and I thought of that when I was a classroom teacher, like we all are setting the tone. Every single person right. in the classroom is a community and we are all setting the tone. And, and to have a tool to be able to, to bring everybody into that space of um, connection and feeling seen and heard and then giving them the tools to cope when they're struggling or when they have a bad day or when something is really challenging or frustrating to them. It's incredible. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I love that. I love that. It's so smart. I mean, attitude and effort to yeah. keep the life. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I love everything that you are doing. Thank you so much Thank for giving you, us a glimpse into your creative process progress, um, your process. Thank I'm excited you. to see what else you give birth to in the years ahead. I'm sure this will not be your last. No, we, <laughs> we have lots of ideas behind it. A teacher edition is next, um, awesome. a sports edition, a young teen, the, the sky's the limit, but we're doing a lot in schools right now. We just redid bathroom deta decals. Today we redid the stairs. 
with empowering signs as they walk up the stairs. We're, we're flipping our whole school to really getting kids to move all that goodness to the front of their brain. And it's been pretty awesome to see. This is amazing. Every school needs it. It's so powerful what you're doing. Please come back on the show every time you publish a new one because I'm your biggest fan. Oh, Heidi, thank you. You're welcome. Um, well, we'll say goodbye to our audience today too. Bye guys. Thank you for being here and, uh, and keep in touch. I will be following you and watching all the wonderful things that you do on social. Thank you. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Bye Katie. All right. Bye. Take care. If you liked today's episode, subscribe to the channel and share it to inspire somebody else today. You can rate and review the podcast so it reaches more ears. And of course, I always love your comments. Follow me on your favorite social media platform at Heidi Hope, Photographer Rising, and She's Gone Free. Or visit HeidiHope.com to get on my insider list and hear about upcoming coaching and online learning opportunities. Thanks for listening. I'm so grateful for you.